I was meant for the stage I was meant for the curtain I was meant to tread these boards of this much I Hello everyone, this is John Moore, theater critic for the Denver Post, and this is Running Lines, a weekly podcast feature of denverpost.com. This week we are running lines with Terry Dodd, one of the consistent shining lights in the local theater scene as a director and a playwright. Terry's latest project is directing The Man from Nebraska for the Lake Dillon Theater Company. Welcome, Terry. Thank you. Thank you much. Terry, how many plays have you directed just this year? Um, Do we need more than one hand? Uh, we might. Well, the Hold Up, Private Eyes, The Caretaker, I did I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change for Lake Dillon, and Man from Nebraska, five. We're still on one hand. And we're just starting September. Yes. <laughs> have you have you ever tried to put uh, numbers on your career, like the number of plays or actors you've directed over the years? You know, no, I haven't. Um, it's funny how in revising, though, my resume at time, that um, what shows really stay in my mind and float to the surface and the things that are you go are, and people that you've worked with, yeah. you know, and it's sort of like at some point you have to think, you barely remember certain shows, I'll, I'll say not from that there, there wasn't a good time doing them or the result, but, you know, it's 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. In many well, ways. We're going to talk about some of your favorites, but... Uh... But if we let's start with talking about how you got started in this. I mean, when it, when somebody joins into the Colorado theater community right now, and they hear about you, they you know there's um, you, you've reached a certain notoriety and status in the community. And and for those people who don't know what your background is and, and how you got into this, uh, what, what what is that story? Um, sure. Uh, I went to the University of Colorado in Boulder in theater and was an actor way back when. And um, a long story short, I never got to the point of, I think, being really comfortable on stage where people would say, you know, I wanted to throw up in the wings. And once I was on, I was fine. I never got past once I was on, I was fine. You never got past the throwing up in the uh, no, Truly. <laughs> truly. But I don't, I don't, I think my theater, my, my acting background way back when helps me both in directing and writing. Because I think I know what, what actors can do or can't do, and you won't put them in the position of, I can't by any means, but I also just then went to uh, very much consider myself a, a storyteller, a playwright, and I'm often will approach a script from an author's point of view, uh, like this most recent one, which is just really an amazing, an amazing script. And um, I find myself in many ways often, you know, very much exacting to the word on the page, unless there's a problem, you know, and then we'll discuss that hopefully with the playwright. But um, came up through Boulder and started way back with like um, theater under glass with Margaret Mancinelli. And in fact, I was an actor in Cyrano just coming off the top of my head there way back when. And... um, the young love interest, and you can take that as far back as you want. <laughs> and um, from there, uh, both playwriting really kind of fell into directing, and I found that um, 
with certain shows like at Nomads, I think I really got my my um, got my teeth into working scripts there and uh, Vocare and um, Tennessee Williams production like in the late 80s. And then some environmental theater, things like that, with John Ashton. I just found that I loved the element of putting it all together. Yeah. Very, very much. Is there a theater company in the metro area that you haven't worked with at this point, though? It seems like you've been literally everywhere. You know, th- th- there are, by all means. I, you know, Shadow, I'm, I'm you know, and... Um, but, but most theater companies I have, very much. I was part of the original Playwrights Unit uh, with Molly Newman and Randy Myler back in uh, the, the Denver Center days in the mid-1980s. And um, we, did. we should tell people, sorry right there, um, if you're bringing up, Molly was the uh, writer of Quilters. Quilters, correct, and yeah. Randy Myler is the, uh, the, the Denver Center director and creator who's responsible for Love, Janice, and correct. Almost Heaven, and a ton of correct. other kind of bio-tune. Yeah, and out of that came uh, a script of mine called Goodnight, Texas, that in its original staged reading was a young actress named Annette Benning. Um, We've heard of her. Yes, and the next morning, uh, it was great that Donovan called me in and put a contract on the play. And she went on to um, do New York and Coastal Disturbances, and yes, we have heard of her, yeah. and being Julia, you know, among a few things. And But a wonderful actress named Leslie Hendricks took over in the role in the spring. Bruce C.V. directed. Um, I was commissioned to do Amateur Night at the Big Heart which wasn't picked up by the center, but was actually picked up by Arvada Center with David Ogden Stiers directing, and that was in the early 90s. And for people who may not know that name? Right. He is, and he would just loathe me saying this, but as he calls it, the M word. Uh, he <laughs> was Smash. Yes, he was He was Charles Winchester, who, in all right uh, to David, is... Um, the same class of Juilliard as Kevin Klein, Patti LuPone, and David, um, you know, has done such things as King Lear at the Old Globe, and he's an amazing actor and director unto his own right. I don't think anybody needs to be ashamed of their time on MASH, do you? No, I, I'm sure <laughs> with all the residual Parr. checks, David, calm down. Yeah, truly. Maybe Jamie Parr in the dresses, but David was <laughs> fine. But, you know, and then I was commissioned to write the play at um, at um, the New Newman Center called First Night or whatever. Just a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago with Chip directing, yes, very much. That's Chip Walton of the yes. Curious Theater Company. So how many plays have you written that have gotten mounted? Up, up, um, I would say ten. Wow. I have a Christmas show called Von New Mexico Christmas Eve 1956 that's been done periodically. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I don't know if this is a scoop or not, but Miner's Alley will open a new play of mine a year from now, tentatively titled Home by Dark. Oh, what's that about? It's about a father-son, 90 minutes, no intermission, and they go round and round on a lot of subject matter, John. Yeah, okay. well, uh, we'll talk about yeah, that next year. very much. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get away from man <laughs> from Nebraska. But I've gotten, you know, I'm, but my playwriting is very important to my background very much. Yeah, well, when you talked about your directing resume, um, talk about a few of those uh, of those titles that have that have sort of uh, risen to the top and always managed to stay on, because I'm sure that there are, that number's got to be in the hundreds. So 
Um, oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that just means that people keep hiring you. That's a good thing. The bigger this is good. This is good. Uh, you know, I loved doing the. I loved doing environmental theater. I loved doing Hot El Baltimore at the Barth Hotel in the early 90s. Yeah. And I loved directing Stanton's Garage in uh, the, the uh, garage on 17th Avenue that ran for almost a year. Yep. Um, you know, and the notion of things like, you know, 84 Charing Cross Road, let's say, at uh, the Tattered Cover, things like that. West Side Story in an alley, I think, would be just awesome. No kidding. You know, but not you'd not have environmental, but you uh, had a hand in the first production of Angels in America. And, well, not the first, but the first one in, after the HBO. Correct. Came out. And that's one of my favorites, was up at Bob Lewis that night. It was, a, I mean, an amazing play. An amazing play. But you, very, very much. You do seem to be, uh, you know, from my vantage point, really attracted to directing um, really sort of smaller, heartfelt dramas uh, of late. Is that, is that a Very much. Exactly? Yeah, what truly. What I think that is, that that is what compels you? I think um, age and where I'm at yeah. to the degree. I mean, 20 years ago, or 10, 15, I did uh, Speed the Plow with David Mamet, a playwright I greatly respect, but I don't know if I'd want to you know, at this point in my life, spend a lot of company with David. No offense. <laughs> I'm on the record as a great with you on that, so no, no problem there. You know, and Angels came at the right time. I did Wit. It was another one with Billy McBride, um, and it was awesome, and it, that was an incredible time. And this play, Man from Nebraska, Chris Elliman, uh, gave it to me while I was doing I Love You, You're Perfect uh, a couple months ago, and... Again, it's one when I read it, I just went, oh, God, this things, you know this, John, I think things come to you at the right time mm -hmm. quite often Where and are meant to be. Exactly. And I read it. And in fact, there's one scene in here that is as powerful as anything angels wit, raisin in the sun, that I know knocked on the Pulitzer Prize door. It didn't get the Pulitzer, but there are moments in the script, one scene in particular, that I think if you hit it correctly, tone-wise, you hold your breath to see what happens. Well, that's tantalizing. Uh, but for, reader, for listeners, I should say, we are talking about uh, the play uh, The Man from Nebraska, which was written by Tracy Letts, who Denver audiences got to know a little bit when uh, Curious did the regional premiere of Bug last season. and Quite a lot, actually. Yeah, it, it was... You know that was a great little little conspiracy theory noir tense sort of uh, trailer trash drama. Um, if people saw that play, um, what can they t uh, expect that's similar or different from Man from Nebraska? You know, in many ways, I would say it's similar in that it's an amazing, well-written script, and it is dissimilar in that it couldn't be further in tone right. and feeling, and it almost feels like it's by someone much older. Yeah. You know, hmm. and it, it, we're almost in Horton Foot territory. Wow. Okay. You know, with Man from Nebraska, very much, who did yeah. Trip the Bountiful and Tender Mercies. I don't think I'm giving too much away if I just at least sure. people the tagline of the play, which is that this is a uh, 2004 story of a uh, uh, the crisis that a father of of crisis of no, faith? The crisis of faith. Yes, that was a misprint. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just reading the misprint. That's terrible. Uh, as it propels an ordinary middle-aged man into an extraordinary journey of self-discovery. Yes, the crisis of faith. <laughs> 
Nature. Okay. I know, I know. <laughs> that sounds like a scientific condition. If we rehearsed, I would have caught that before. Anyway, anything you want to add to that or just leave that as uh... Well, I think one of the things the play does, and there's a lot of interesting questions that are put on the table about faith. You know, and just as recent... Uh, uh, having read the article on Billy Graham in Newsweek a couple of weeks ago where he, you know, greatly regrets that he made friends with presidents. I mean, I think one of the things it's like, well, Billy, too late, you know, several generations later, his soil from that is what this play comes from. And it is how one man's search for faith in his life makes everyone either suspect of him or resent him or angry with him and and it's hard for him to find you know it's interesting when that subject is brought to the table people get a lot of things you know very defensive yeah and i think that's very much what tracy left is meaning to do yeah and we have an, a truly awesome cast. Uh, the lead actor who just did Dice Art up here in Equus, um, Gary uh, Ketzenberger, is playing um, Ken Carpenter. Ken Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Terry, we're just about out of time, but uh, before we go, I want to thank you for joining us. And I do want to inform everyone that the man from Nebraska is now playing at 7.30 p.m. every Friday and Saturday, as well as 6.30 p.m. on Sundays through October 1st Correct. at the Lake Dillon Theater, which is 176 Lake Dillon Drive. Tickets are 15 to $18 and can be had by calling 970-513-9383. Six. Correct. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on Running Lines. If this is your first time, you can join us for a new podcast every Thursday right here. And remember, you can access our entire archive of podcast interviews anytime at denverpost.com slash theater. I was meant for the stage. I was meant for the curtain. 